If, then, all these qualities are common to the creatures I have mentioned, there is still what is peculiar to the good man, to be pleased and content with what happens, and with the thread which is spun for him, and not to defile the divinity which is planted in his breast, or disturb it by a crowd of impressions, but to preserve it tranquil, following it obediently as a god, neither saying anything contrary to truth, nor doing anything contrary to justice. And if the world refuses to believe in his simplicity, modesty, and contentment, he is neither angry with anyone, nor does he deviate from the path which leads to the end of life, to which a man ought to come pure, calm, ready to depart, freely and perfectly reconciled to his lot. 4. When the ruling mind acts according to nature, it so takes the events which happen as to always easily adapt itself to whatever is presented to it, and whatever is possible, for it requires no special materials, but moves toward its purpose, imposing only certain conditions. It makes material for itself out of what opposes it, as fire lays hold of what falls into it. A small light might have been extinguished, but when the fire is strong, it soon appropriates to itself the stuff which is heaped on it, consumes it, and rises higher by means of this very material. Do every act with a purpose, and according to the perfect rules of art. Men seek retreats for themselves, houses in the country, seashores and mountains, and you too are wont to desire such things very much. But this is altogether a mark of the common sort of man, for it is in your power, whenever you shall choose, to retire into yourself. For nowhere, with more quiet or more freedom from trouble, does a man retire than into his own soul, particularly when he has within him such thoughts that, by looking into them, he is at once perfectly tranquil. And this tranquillity, I am sure, is nothing but the good ordering of the mind. Constantly, then, grant yourself this retreat and refreshment. Let your principles be brief and fundamental, which, as soon as you shall call them to mind, will be sufficient to cleanse the soul completely, and send you back free from all discontent with the stale things to which you return. For with what are you discontented? With the wickedness of mankind? Recall to your mind these ideas, that rational animals were made for one another, that forbearance is a part of justice, that men do wrong involuntarily. Consider how many already have lived in mutual enmity, suspicion, hatred, and conflict, and now lie dead, reduced to ashes, and be quiet at last. But perhaps you are dissatisfied with what is assigned you out of the universe. Recall to your thoughts this alternative. Either there is a providence, or only atoms. Remember the arguments by which it has been proved that the world is, as it were, one city or community. But perhaps bodily ailments still distress you. Consider, then, that the mind when it has once drawn apart and discovered its own power, alters not with the breath, 
whether that comes gently or violently. Think also of all that you have heard and assented to about pain and pleasure. But perhaps a longing for the thing called fame torments you. See how soon everything is forgotten. Look at the chaos of infinite time on each side of the present, and the emptiness of applause, and the fickleness and poor judgment of those who pretend to praise, and the narrowness of the space within which it is confined. For the whole earth is but a point, and in that how small a nook is this your dwelling, and how few are there within it, and what kind of people are they who will praise you? Remember, then, to retire into this little realm of your own. Above all, do not distract or strain yourself, but be free, and look at things as a man, as a human being, as a citizen, as a mortal. Among the maxims readiest to your hand to which you shall return, let there be these two. One, that things cannot touch the soul, for they are external and remain motionless and our perturbations spring from the opinion that is within. The other, that all these things, which you see, are changing now, and soon will no longer be. Bear constantly in mind how many of these changes you have already witnessed. The universe is transformation. Life is a succession of views. If the faculty of understanding is common to us all, the reason also through which we are rational beings is common. If this is so, common also is that reason which tells us what to do and what not to do. If this is so, there is a law common to all men also. If this is so, we are fellow citizens and members of some political community, and thus the world is in a way one commonwealth. Of what other common political community will anyone say that the whole human race are members? And from thence, from this share in a common community, comes also our intellectual faculty and reasoning faculty, and our capacity for law. From where else do they come? For as my earthly part is my portion of certain earth, and my watery part from another element, and what is hot and fiery in me comes from some other distinct source, for nothing comes out of nothing, just as nothing returns to non-existence, so also my intellectual part has its own origin. Death, like generation, is a mystery of nature, a combining of certain elements and a dissolving into the same, in no wise a thing of which a man should be ashamed for it is appropriate to the nature of a rational animal, and not contrary to the design of our constitution. Some things are naturally done by some kinds of persons. It is a matter of necessity, and if a man will not have it so, he will not allow a fig tree to have juice.